AF eloquence is made in the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation and the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging, and we recognise that sovereignty was never ceded. Time for a treaty. Hello and welcome to AF Eloquence, the show where we are eloquent AF about all things football. My name is Emil Freund. And my name is Bart Welch. And Emil, we bring to you, our listeners this week, a uh, a very special a end of financial year, AF Eloquence. It's a fresh start. we got a, a fresh fiscal year and those mighty blues and those mighty saints have got a win. How we feeling? Well, I'm glad we've got last year's results off the books and we can start afresh. Uh, given the results of this, you know, get cash in all our chips, get our returns, and uh, let's hope it's smooth sailing from here on in. Is, is this the first? Is, is this, this can't be. Is this maybe the second podcast ever we've done where both of our teams have won? Gee, mate, you on the spot, but I would say that it's a rare. Yeah, there might be another time once last year. Definitely not this yeah. year. No, I think I think I have a vague recollection of once last year, one of our recording sessions being um, in particularly kind of joyful because both our teams got the the, the big W, um, and this is one of those special times. It's a rare time for us, mate. So we have to uh, revel in it while we can. And uh, won't, won't be the case uh, next week, though, will it, Bartos? It can't possibly be the case. The best case scenario for us to both be on a similar playing field would be to have a draw, which I don't know if that would have us both excited or I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe in maybe that's the best result, Emil, in our, in our communist podcast where we both get the two points and uh, yeah. we go on with the season. AF equal. Um, that's what we do. Um, yeah, dude. Uh, I reckon a draw would be. I'd, I'd take it at this point. I'd take a Absolutely. draw. Absolutely, I'd take a draw at this point. Um, or here's another. Here's the third uh, possibility. They call the season off, and we don't get to play the game. Feels possible. Also, could happen. A very real yeah. possibility. Um, and so, how co- do you feel? How you f- sorry? I was going to say, of course, uh, we have this week. On Thursday night. Oh, I didn't even mention it. It is Wednesday, the 1st of July. Jeepers, creepers. So we're recording this midday Wednesday. And tomorrow night, we have uh, uh, the Kane Ackland Cup, as uh, resident listener Brad McDermott has mentioned, which I think is pretty Love good. Love it. <laughs> pretty good one. That's good. But we've got, of course, our teams have moved off Broadway to on Broadway on a Thursday night. The Blues and the Saints playing that the exciting brand of footy. of a Thursday night. Oh. Yeah, man. Reward for effort, I say. Reward for effort. Um, before we get into our week's worth of rounds, how are you feeling about footy this week, Bart? I know we've both got the winning feeling. How are you feeling about the game? Yeah, I feel, um, obviously there's a few spicy things pandemic-wise happening in Victoria at the moment, and the league is, um, doing everything they can, scrambling around to make it work with these fixtures, and, um, so there's that happening, and I'm hoping that, you know, we've managed to get through and we, the game can continue, but that's kind of a day, day-to-day day thing, isn't it? Um, and then there's also, of course, the state of the game. Well, this is my thinking. Pack it up. Who cares? We've got COVID. The game's unwatchable. Why bother? What's the bloody point? Yeah, who cares, right? Let's complain about the state of the game when we're... <laughs> yeah, in this season where it's been the hardest it's been in the last you know, living memory to get the game up where, where clubs everywhere are struggling to make ends meet, where the, where the AFLs had to borrow, you know, three quarters of a million dollars just to keep the game afloat, where, where 
playing games is a week-to-week proposition. Yeah, let's whinge about the state of the game. Yeah, and particularly God, whinge, whinge about it if you're also the uh, the puppeteer, you're the architect behind the... Uh... <laughs> yeah, Clarko's the one in the Matrix with the, all the TVs and he's the one who... And, 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 and complaining about the design of the Matrix. Sorry, Clarko, you're the one who set it up. You... you Empowered the machines, Clarko. You let him in. Yeah, you need to get out of your slimy pod and wake the fuck up, Clarko. <laughs> Whatever those Matrix pods are called. Of course, yeah, yeah we're talking about Alistair Clarkson's little rant um, post-match on Sunday night with the Hawks and um, the North, which was a shocking game. I, I actually watched oh. the whole game. I don't know why. I thought it was going to be... A, yeah, thing. I know, right? I thought it was going to be a good game because they're both contested and... Um, I don't know. I've seen watch them in the past play some pretty good football. But North have been quite watchable uh, so far this year. Uh, yeah, I I turned it on as well, and then um, uh, was watching it on delay, and and by mistake pressed rather than like uh, fast forward through the ad breaks, I pressed skip to live on my device. So I jumped forward to like uh, halfway through the fourth, and was quite happy I did because then looked back at the at the worm, and it was that third quarter. No scores until the very end. And, gee, the first half wasn't that much chop either. What a serendipitous mistake, my friend, because you caught pretty much the only bit of football in that game that was enjoyable. It was a grind. Um, and, well, that's the thing, man. Like, football, every year there's games that aren't very great. It's And I don't, of course. it's like, watch other games over the weekend and there was some brilliant play. Watch the Brisbane Not- Lions. Watch Port Adelaide. Watch um, GWS. GWS and, uh, played well. Watch the Mighty Sainers. They're playing some good football. We kicked nearly 100 yeah. points against the Premiers in shortened quarters. Big time, man. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's. It- not every game has to be this euphoric kind of high of, of, of victory or, or this huge scoring affair. It's like, it, of course, the games are scoring less. The, 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 the quarters are shortened. Uh, the games mean a lot more. There are less of them this season. So um, it's much more to lose. So coaches, players, everyone's probably being a little bit more conservative because uh, losing that four points is that much more impactful for your, your season. It's not a surprise. Yeah, I think maybe Clarko needs to take a little dose of the uh, gratitude, hmm, gratitude tea. I don't know something with gratitude in it, and be thankful that he's got a job and that we're able to continue this sport during this time when pretty much every other, or most of the other countries in the world, aren't as privileged as we are to have our national sport still going ahead. That's it. Like um, that's, we're fortunate. That's awesome. So so fortunate. We are. And I think that, uh, you know, the Victorian spike aside, we will get to see the season out. My, all right, my uh, my hope for this, or hope my, maybe not hope, my prediction for this, and I think they should do it, is that within the next two or three weeks, they should send all of the Melbourne teams outside of Victoria. Just just move them out. Um, you know, you can have crowds in, in Adelaide. You can have crowds in, in Western Australia and in even Queensland and Sydney. They're having small crowds. Just put teams on hubs in those in those cities. It's a national competition. It doesn't have to be always centered around Melbourne and and always based around here. Obviously, there are there are more teams, but this is where the problem is. So let's move those people out and put them in hubs. If it's a pity for the players with families, but ultimately, I was listening to David Teague talking about this exact scenario, and and he was saying that look, the, the players with families, they're you know they're they're gonna it might be a struggle for them, but they're also they don't have to come. He said it's we've given them the option that if they want to travel they can, but also if it's going to be too hard with family and fair enough, then they don't have to. And I think that's a really mature response and and 
puts it in perspective. It's like, this is a health crisis. We get to play footy if we can. Um, and it's great that we can because it's a distraction and whatnot. But let's not put the cart before the horse here. The real issue is getting past the global pandemic. Yeah, remember the global pandemic we're in? <laughs> yeah, remember that 100,000 or plus people have died in the USA? Yeah, yeah. and like the yeah, 100,000 new cases a day globally. And when yeah, we get like a couple or at the moment, obviously the spike, but like remember how fortunate we are, people. Um, and, you know, and all the talk on, you know, the state of the game and, and the compromised season. And now here's something to touch on that, um, if I may, if I will. At the top of the year, I had um, talked about how if uh, one of our lowly clubs, like the Saints or the Blues or Frio or whoever, won the flag this year, I, I felt like it would be... The pessimist in me is like, no, oh, it's not going to count as much. You know, people won't, aren't going to take it as seriously. And I think if one of the better clubs win, then they will. I'm stu- it won't just be an. It, there won't just be an asterisk after the season. It'll be a bold asterisk. Yeah, that's right. Because it was particularly bold because it was St Kilda. But yep. I don't know, and I'm not changing this tune because we're starting to play better football. Truly, I'm not. I'm just now thinking that at the start of a few weeks ago or the start of the recommencement of the of the season, people were up in arms about having to go anywhere to a hub here or going. You know, can't believe the Tigers might have to go to Queensland or that Collingwood will have to go to WA. And but now it's the goalposts have shifted so much. All of a sudden, we're talking about hubs in the NT and SA's closed its borders. Okay, now maybe New South Wales. Now it's like any any advantages anyone really had, like there's going to be times when they'll have more advantages and more disadvantages, but it's now gotten to a point where it's so all over the show that whoever wins is going to earn this win. And, and you know, yeah. you talk about the fixture being unfair. It already fucking is unfair. We like, Always has been. It always has been. We play each other multiple, or some teams multiple times. You play top four teams a few, you know. We, yeah. St Kilda, for instance, because I, I know our fixture well because I'm a Saints fan, we had a great fixture before COVID. Then when the recommencement of the season, we have a terrible fixture. Still in Victoria, but we're playing Collingwood, Richmond, GWS. Like, we have a horrible fixture. Um, and, and, that's, and that's the same with, with every club. It's chopping and changing. Some clubs are adapting better than others. And this is gonna, how it's going to go. I reckon whoever wins is going to earn the win. It leads me to our next segment. We're talking who's good in the AFL this week um, and who's not good. Mm. I guess that's the, the flip side of that one. Yeah. Who's who's catching your eye, Bart? Who's who's top who's top of the Bart Welch power rankings, if I can... Right on top of those power rankings. Um, yeah. It's uh, the, Bris- the Brisbane Lions are looking... They're mm. looking real good. Um, Fierce. Sharp. Yeah, absolutely. Look out. And also, um, <laughs> also Port Adelaide, who... Uh, you know, obviously they're looking pretty good. They've got a massive percentage. They're undefeated. They're the only undefeated team now. And it's always been a thing of consistency with them. They've been able to show this, but they seem like they're putting the pieces together now. They've been rock solid in defense. Charlie Dixon kicked a bag on the weekend and looked really solid. And, and you know, they're, yeah, everyone, everyone's playing their role there. They look like a really solid team. So those two are, um you know, the obvious two choices for me who are looking pretty good. And then there's some others there that are, that are going all right, and both of our clubs, yeah. you know, where we might we sure. might be a tier down, perhaps, but we're looking no. I think I think probably okay, two man. tiers. I think you put the Gold Coast uh, just just behind probably Brisbane and who are just behind Port, and then I reckon there's a next tier, and and we're, we're not too far off that. We're not far off. I guess it's reflective yeah. of the ladder, isn't it? You got pretty you know, much six, <laughs> six, six, six through thirteenth. You want to know who's good? If, if the only there was yeah. If only there was some way to judge who's good and who's bad. Quantifiably. <laughs> Yeah. I heard an interesting stat during the week uh, about uh, this season, and it was in particular reference to Carlton. Um, 
and it was Sir Swamp Thing, who's a pretty interesting stats guy on Twitter if you don't follow him. Uh, but he said that it, if there was, uh, if you awarded a premiership point per quarter rather than um, at the end of the game, the winner, then Carlton would be second on the ladder. And <laughs> that's an interesting there you go. thought. You guys yeah. are great so, at individual quarters. Well, that's it. It makes me feel like, it makes me feel very more, it makes me feel more confident. Like seeing the Blues, the way they've played has been, has been encouraging. But to go, oh shit, we've only lost, we've lost a quarter a game. Um, and apart from that, we've won, it's not just breaking even, we've won the other quarters. That's cool. Like, all right, that's something to, that's something we can get behind. Yeah. Something you can build from. Absolutely. Yeah. He seems to have, yeah, a quarter a game where, where you guys will slip up or let some goals through or whatever happens but those that used to be two quarters you know or half a game a year or so ago and now it's that's that's um narrowing even being able to play out full quarters like we'd used to probably you know play half a half a good quarter half a bad quarter then you know we might come back into it later in the game whereas now we're able to string it together for at least full quarters and i think that's probably helped by the shorter length of quarters as it is for say the gold coast suns as well um but hey i'll take it we'll take it Absolutely, mate. Mm-hmm. Um, and so is there any... Uh, so that was obviously... Um, well, the Blues had a good win against the Dons on the weekend yeah, by the yeah. narrowest of margins. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, the, just by the skin of Liam Jones's forehead. <laughs> what a falcon. Per- what a falcon. Just to, perfect to plan. Oh, just... We've, we've, just I've like in training. That, I've seen... Yeah, man, I've seen them work that uh, that set shot out. You've seen the drill? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Lambs from the pit- fifth man back and comes in with the yep. with the head, salmon. Skin, skins off Pitney's knuckles and smacks bang straight into Liam Jones' nog. Well, yep. There we go, Pitto. <laughs> now, <laughs> drop the abattract. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and can we also yeah. really, 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 really quickly on that? I don't know if we share... Yeah. We might have to share it to our socials, but oh, through the week... Enough. Of course, we're talking about our new favourite, uh, Mark Pitnett. Uh, the Blues Ruckman, Mealy's Blues Ruckman and Ruby, my housemate's cousin. Um, yeah. We posed a question last week. We were like, who is this extrovert who's playing ABBA in uh, in the uh, the change rooms who's pre-game? Who's the DJ? Who's that DJ yeah. amping him up? Who's the DJ? And then during the week, uh, on the weekend, just before the Essendon game, on the Carlton Football Club social media account, uh, on their stories, what did we see? We saw the boys training doing their drills with a certain backing track it might have been the same abba track and not only that but our boy pitto he was he was he was dancing and singing along and they and he got a shout out on social media um big abba fan mark pitney so pitnet so i wonder if he's our man i reckon he could be he could be the culprit all along it was pitto and who'd have thought who'd have thought that a you know seemingly introverted uh fringe player from hawthorne could have been Eight gamer, an eight, an eight gamer could have been the extrovert and the uh, recruit of the year that the Blues so desperately needed. Bringing that big Hawthorne energy, big bird um. energy, <laughs> big bird. Let's get it. Yep. Yeah, it was a good bloody. Win. It was a bloody good win, but um, we did everything we could to lose it to them. Like we were, we were woeful in front of goal. We overused the footy um, coming forward. Like our backline was excellent. Overused the footy on the wings, on the flanks, and 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 then in the forward line, um, to a degree that was kind of frust- it was incredibly frustrating and let them back in the game or, or maybe never put them completely out of it. Um, but hey, you know it's nice to win ugly. And um, as I heard a wise man once say, um, it's good to win when you play like shit. 
incredibly wise words, my friend. And yeah. you take those four points. Um, and now another. What do you reckon about um, poor old Jack Silvani coughing a uh, a real sweet one to the back of the ribs there? And I noticed that I actually rewatched this game because I wanted to. I wanted to watch those Blues for you, merely just to, to get a get a taste of the uh, that winning f- feeling. Um, anyway, and so I, I knew the outcome of Jack, poor Jack's uh, ribs. And knew that he went to hospital and was coughing up blood and had some real issues and cracked rib, right? It's cracked rib, um, cracked, uh, yeah, fractured rib and bruised lung. Yep, both things aren't great. Um, so watching the game and um, hearing the commentators just kind of get into him about uh, how soft yeah. he was being. And oh, he's been on the bench for twenty three minutes. Just copped a little knock, a little. What do they call it? Um, a little, little love tap. Love tap. Yeah, a little love tap to the the back of the rims. I I've never broken any of my friends or lovers. <laughs> ribs or yeah, bones but you've got to, you, you've got to remember that Wayne Carey is part of the commentary team oh, for him that's what love is yeah that's right yeah oh god he sucks man um, yeah we don't condone domestic violence in any way shape or form we hate Wayne Carey fuck you Wayne Carey but who who I won't say fuck you to is Jack Silvani mate I reckon yeah poor fella that would have hurt Everyone's <laughs> really giving him a go but I, I'm glad they changed their tune by the end of the uh, end of the game when he went to Too hospital right. He's come out uh, on Twitter as well uh, during the week and expressed his disappointment that Merritt got uh, a week at all. What, where do you sit on that? No, I think I think that's pretty good. I think that's um, a respectful uh, response, really. I guess he's just saying that this thing happens in the game. There's hits like this all the time, and there really is. And then he said he said he hit a sweet spot, and that's that's so true because it wasn't a, of course it wasn't a massive hit. You do see hits that look like someone's going to end up you know breaking their neck or their spine, and they just get up. And in other times like this, something will happen because it's a high impact game. It's fast. He did go for a punch, but you know which isn't with that, that they don't want to see this, that. Isn't it? Yeah, they don't yeah. want to see see that thing. But it must have hit him in a in a real sweet spot because it, it popped him good. But I, I I think I respect that that tweet. Yeah, I think so. Um, I, I still think he definitely should have been out. Um, anytime you close your fist and strike someone, I, I feel my 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 contention is that anytime you punch someone on an AFL field, you should be scrubbed out regardless of the outcome. Um, obviously, it's important that he did get quite hurt because if he hadn't, it, it might have been a fine, might have just been ignored. I reckon it would have been um, ignored. I reckon it would have yeah. been. It's so outcome based now that um. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. It's not so into that. When it comes to like footy actions, for instance, the the bump on um, uh, on Stewart that popped his collarbone out. Um, I, for that's that fu- I can understand that's it. That's a yeah. footy action. Uh, we see it. We accept it. But there's no reason you should make a fist and punch another player. Yeah, that's it. Ever you got to you, you punch you punch someone with your fist and you broke their ribs and they coughed up blood. You got to cop some time for that. That's it. Um, yep. So um, yes, let's 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 come on, bud. Let's let's. You know, it's been good to talk about the Blues, <laughs> hey. but but my God, I'm getting used to that winning How feeling. About those Saints, mate. Pretty pretty damn fancy, my friend. I wasn't bold oh. enough to tip them last week. I actually wasn't bold enough to tip either of our sides, and look look where that got me. Hmm? Two losses, two L's in terms of tipping, but we'll take the real life win um, by those mighty Saints. That's that, that tasty each way bet. It's an each way kind of bet, but I'm going to be stronger this week, Mill. I'm going to be, I'm going to go, bam, each each round, each uh, game, boom, going to give me my answer. I'm going to sit with it. I'm not even going you're to dwell. Gonna, you mean to say you're going to tip both of our sides this week? Because I'm not sure <laughs> if you realise. But I'm tipping might. the draw, my friend. Okay, yeah, right on. <laughs> Marvel, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, dude, it was uh, the Saints game was it was pretty exciting. Um, 
we looked like uh, the Saints of two weeks prior against the Western Bulldogs. We played that fast, um, fast-paced mm. team game where everyone went on instinct. We defended hard. We put a lot of pressure on, and we just kind of beat the Tigers at their own game. And then they started to get a bit frustrated, a little bit of a little bit of arrogance every now and then creeping in. Just they just look frustrated that they're losing to some of these sides. And I feel like it's because they've been so good for so long. There's a little bit of I don't know. I just noticed Trent Koch, Koch in a couple of times gave away a few free kicks, and it just looked like. It just looked like they were angry that they were being uh, beaten by a worse, well, a worse side. I just did a little uh, quotation no, marks no, no, no. for our you, you were, Yeah, that's right. You're, you're playing the part of a, a Richmond person who would see the Saints as a worse club. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And that's, that's we totally... Have been. The, we have been. It's fair enough. Sure. But if you look at, you know, results, yeah. then sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's take a look, <laughs> look at the, the results ladder. this week. Yeah. yeah. yeah you, can make, you can make numbers say anything, but come on yeah. now. You know that thing that quantifies who's good? <laughs> the ladder? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, anyway, I've, yeah, we... Um, we the Saints are exceptional. And, and you called it. You called it last week. You talked about... Uh, Richmond's deficiencies off a wing, and that is not the only, but one of the major areas that got you guys the big dub is that um, that run, the hit, that hit, running downhill, should I say? Um, there we go down the wing. It was man, it was beautiful. And Josh Caddy not couldn't yet. keep up, couldn't keep up with uh-huh. Bradley Hill. Man, why we called that? Why would you put him on him like they'd been smashed? I think, oh, and it wasn't like it was the most astute observation. I'm pretty sure Dimmer mentioned it in his press conference the week before to the Hawks about how much they got pumped on the wing by Isaac Smith, who's like equally a, a great user and runner on the wing, maybe even better. Bradley Hill next the following week, who just who absolutely cut him up. There's a few passages of play where Brad Hill was from the back, just in the back line. Full run, surge mentality run, you know, cops and bumps on the ground up again, just running, 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 gut running, and and they resulted in scores for us pretty much I every just, time. I just don't get that. If he can see that that's clearly an area of deficiency and that's where they're being, one of the places they're being undone in, you know, the current season. Um, and last week, Isaac Smith is exactly what he did. And then you're coming up against Hill, who, as you've mentioned, is one of the best runners and fastest blokes in the comp. Um, why do you put Josh Caddy on him? Like, is he just rated higher at the club than than we know about it? Do they think that they might lose the battle there, but they'll win it elsewhere by playing someone else who might have been better in, inside instead of on the wing? I don't know. Yeah. It's just, I don't know if they're resting on their laurels there or just thinking that they'll just get it back together at some point, just naturally, some regression to the norm and they'll just be good again. But it's it's not the season to just to just nah. get back to normal. We're not getting nah. back to normal. It's a new normal and you've got to well, work the, hard. Well, what do they say? You know, be beaten by the thing you're not aware of rather than the thing you know. Um, and if you know that you're getting beaten on the wing by fast and, and efficient users of the footy, then don't get beaten by that again because that's on you. That's what you're coaching there for. There's a really great article uh, in The Age over the weekend, Michael Gleason wrote, and he was talking about, um, this is sent, actually sent through to the pod by a good friend, Dylan Savile. So thanks, Dil. Um, yeah, he was talking about the, the in particular, the drop-offs for Richmond and the West Coast Eagles and, and, and speculating about why that would be. And there was a couple of really good points he raised, um, really good analysis, talking about the structure that both West Coast and Richmond have been employing um, team structure over the past few years, which is like heavily, heavily, um, heavily drilled, a um, lot of match simulation. Um, you know, one one player in, one player out. You know, set 
game style and positioning, but it also relies really heavily on getting to know those players personally, their traits, their attributes, and also what instincts or mistakes they're likely to make so that you can, um, rather than you're reacting to it when you see it, you can kind of predict what they might do and, and therefore position yourself accordingly if you're down the line, say. Um, and they're obviously not able to train that way because they're only all together one session a week uh, at the moment in the current season, um, which I thought was really a really cool observation. I hadn't really thought about it that way, that, that teams would... I mean, of course they do now that I stop and think about it, but it was, it was kind of a new revelation to me that, oh yeah, of course teams train week to week in a really different fashion. I guess I'd always kind of assumed that uh, footy clubs were, were pretty similar behind closed doors, but uh, I guess not. And that's why you have good coaches and bad coaches and good game styles and bad game styles. I know. Some things are more effective than others, but you know. <laughs> it seems simple though, doesn't it? And, and it was a very astute observation and a good pickup from Dylan and from, of course, Michael Gleeson because that was published before the game and then look what happened it was pretty yeah. it was bang on um <clears throat> yeah they're in a bit of they're in a they're in a spot the tigers as are some of uh the other former good teams of the afl in that uh west coast eagles well, there was so, there was something to be said for what he said about um uh about richmond having this perfect season kind of mapped out mm. and then when it doesn't go to plan kind of spitting the dummy or, or, you know, not not quite, but like taking your ball and going home kind of thing and, and, and packing the season away rather than pivoting, being flexible and finding finding a way to turn it to your advantage this um, unpredictable season. Yeah, and they so that's right. They seem to have struggled to adapt to that as well, as has the club. I just mentioned then the, the West Coast Eagles who suffered another loss <clears throat> on the weekend. They had a good chance to, to remedy their poor start um, with, you know, maybe not knocking off the top team in Port Adelaide, but um, they weren't able to do it. They looked poor again. And now I saw a little, um, I saw a, uh, someone got, uh, Will Schofield got report got reported yeah. for a headbutt. And um, yeah. and the article mentioned, the the quote was, uh, Eagles veteran on report for headbutt. But I beg to differ that the article... Sorry. I beg to differ that the article, instead of uh, Eagles veteran on report for headbutt, should have been veteran Eagles on report for butt hurt. <laughs> for their sooky, sooky behaviour. <laughs> Top tier Eagle. <laughs> Sheds another bucket of tears. Wins Schofield. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Um, uh, do, do you remember who he headbutted? Oh, no. No. Is was it, it Butters? Was, that was a it a young? I think it was a headbutters. Oh, no. Was it really? Jeez, so we've got a few things to, to work with here. We've got <laughs> butthurt eagles. We've got headbutters. <laughs> Man, it's, it's a Schofield of screams out there for us. <laughs> it just gets better and better. Yeah. <laughs> it gets but Sorry. They have... Butter and butter. Ah, 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 damn it! Damn it. Restart the pod again. That's it. <laughs> Motherfuckers. <laughs> Put the elevator music here. Um, I've got another. I've got another missed headline opportunity for this week. Please. Also, also from uh, also from this game. So, uh, big boy Charlie Dixon's really come on this year. Uh, he had a breakout. I mean, he's had a breakout season, I suppose. But this game in particular, six six. Six goals, wasn't yeah. it? Yep. Yeah. Six. So, yep. all right. So, why this wasn't on the front page of a national newspaper uh, the day after this game, I will never know. But uh, <clears throat> Big Dicks kicks six through Big Sticks. 
I mean, it writes itself. Mate, it's right there. I reckon it's right po- there. Pop your CV in right now to all the uh, the media outlets, the sporting <laughs> outlets around this country, because <laughs> that was right there in front of them. Right there. As much as uh, veteran eagles on <laughs> report for butt hurt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I I would also like to give a little uh, while we're talking media. I'd like to give a little shout out to Luke Darcy in the coverage of the Carlton Essendon game on the weekend. Um, while the score Scores were all locked up at 50 points apiece going in the last quarter. Luke Darcy, with, with about 10 minutes to go, said, geez, boys, this is a real 50-50 game. Oh, well done, Luke. Not bad. No, Not well bad. done, well done. Into that. And uh, did any... People were onto it, hopefully. Yeah, but they didn't... They, they didn't, didn't give it enough. It. They, they were like, oh, they, oh come on, Luke's got to do better than that. I was like, no. That is good. Yeah, you guys got to react. Come on. Big, that, big it up. Come on. Let's go. Yeah. Yes and, Luke. Too right. I'm not sure how many improv classes Brian Taylor's taken. I think that's something he should have worked on in his lockdown period, to be honest. <laughs> We're all acquiring new skills. Yeah. Big T, come on. Come on, exactly. Uh, um, um, observations. Okay, so the, well, the Giants are fired up or they're getting fired the up. The win they um, needed to have. It really was. Uh, yeah, man. That was a big win, big dub, and got it done against probably, well, a lot of the team a lot of people thought were the form team of, um, of the competition so far and, and the benchmark. Um, the Mason Cox experiment didn't work. They brought back Mumford, and that was a. I didn't even know he was still on the list. I thought that. I definitely thought last year was his last. Do you year. know what? So did I. I, I <laughs> yeah, actually right? missed that one. I don't know how. I maybe I just thought when Sam Jacobs came across from the Crows that that was it for Mumford. I honestly didn't okay. know either. Another missed headline: Mummy back from the grave. Oh, this this I mean, shit writes itself, it's just, man. It's, good, if, good, if, if us two God. dumbasses here sitting in our in our rooms can come up with this stuff, what's going on? The state what of the me- state on? of the media, right? We want okay, more puns. Uh, my question is as well: like, did they bring? I mean, obviously his physical approach, probably as well. Brody Grundy would have prepared to face Sam Jacobs all week, so maybe it was a bit of the old bait and switch, um, and. I think um, I think maybe they're trying to light a bit of a fire under Sauce um, by you know showing him that he's not he's not a guaranteed startup. He's got to do a bit more to to get his game. And my question is, but if you light a fire under Sauce, do you get chutney? Uh, you get some form of hot sauce, that's for sure. <laughs> Let's hope so. <laughs> yeah, get your sriracha. Uh, yeah, when he's on okay, fire, so it, when he's it, playing real good form, sriracha, Jacobs. If Mummy's the kindling and they need to light a fire under Sauce, does that mean that? And Toby Green's the fire starter. Is he the one with the matches? Yeah, he's a twisted little fire starter. That's the one. Or is it? Or is it the green? Or is it? Um, is it now a uh, a uh, Tom Green situation? Is it now? True. Is it which green uh, <clears throat> starts the fire better? <clears throat> Two greens are better than one. I've always said that. You've always said that. I've heard. I've heard, I've heard you say that for years, my friend. But now also <laughs> about about those uh, greens. A bit of green on. I don't know if you noticed, but did you see uh, yes. a bit of green on green action there? I had a. <laughs> I have yeah, on my man. notes here, GWS, green on green action, kiss, kiss, hot stuff. <laughs> it was hot stuff. <laughs> little, little. That, now that. It was huge. I could get around that as a love tap in the AFL. If that was the uh, the, the alternative, I'd be more than happy with that. Yeah, give him two weeks of love and praise. <laughs> um, oh, jeez. Yeah. I, um, that opens a whole can of worms. It truly does. But no, that um, uh, Tom Green, young Tom Green was um, was immense. In he that was. win, and particularly in the last quarter, um, contested beast. He's an, he's he's only oh, he must be nineteen or eighteen, nineteen this year. Sorry, nineteen this year, and he um, he was huge for them as a as a young well, player. There's know. a reason old Sauce made a bid for him. That's for sure. Absolutely, mm-hmm. it's, it's not yeah. 
Yeah. Not not just the fact that you need a green in the team to be mean. No. Light a fire. I don't know. Yeah. Something there. <laughs> some, there's something there. You look it up. I don't yeah. Know. Look up some. <laughs> make your own some puns. green jokes. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, they, that was the win they needed to have. He looks good. The GWS found a bit of their mojo, and I, I reckon they um they will be probably better for that. And hopefully their season has started because they they really needed to get their shit together. Um, as did yeah. obviously the Tigers and West Coast, and they didn't do it as these other top tier sides uh, but GWS mm. removed themselves hopefully from that group and they had a good they win they have yeah they have they've started they've started their season proper um yeah okay one more i got another thing about now this is a this is a bit of a bit of actual serious footy gent yes uh, <clears throat> so i watched some highlights from the Carlton Essendon reserves game that was played uh earlier on saturday at icon park as only and a true fan would do well, I didn't watch the whole thing, <laughs> but I watched um, a truish fan. Um, I watched the highlights uh, and I noticed some interesting things in that. And they're not to do with the game. There are a lot of young players who played very well. But what I want to talk about is this iteration of, of, a, of a shortened game. They played three 20-minute 20 20 minute quarters or thirds and they had painted on the ground... They painted a, like a rectangular middle section. So you had your 50-meter arcs as normal, and then the inside, in the corridor, they just painted lines and taken the wings out of the out of the game. And it just it and the way that okay, it was, so there was that, and it was painted. The line painting was exceptionally good. Uh, so I'm leading up. What I'm leading up to is that I think this might have been a little unofficial or maybe official but secret trial of a potential for what happens if we don't have enough players to keep going with the current iteration of the game. What do we do? Because they were playing with like, I think they were playing with 14 aside. And I just, and the vision was well shot, like better shot than most of our like reserves, you know, highlight stuff is. And that with the good, good line painting, I thought this feels like not a Carlton production and more like a, AFL, AFL production. Yeah. That's really Don't interesting. Know. Just just a thought. I reckon it's a good little food for thought there because they must be having, you know, contingency plan upon contingency plan for this season. And um, and then I guess there's all the, you throw in the state of the game chat as well when you've heard people talk about wanting to reduce the numbers back to the old, uh, the old days of 16 aside. Um, but gee, interesting. Well, how, how did it look to you personally? Uh, it looked like AFL sevens a bit, yeah, um, like that that kind of bit of AFL rectangular, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Um, don't know, yeah. don't know. I, I look, I guess they've got to do what they've got to do, and and we dodged a real bullet with the Conor McKegger yes. uh, situation. Got off light there, indeed. But it's only it's only a matter of time, especially if things are going the way they are in Victoria. Um, and a lot of players live in a lot of those suburbs. There's there's I think three or four clubs that have um been confirmed today that there they have players or staff um who live in those suburbs and are still going to be able to come and train and 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 work and and whatever but i just they're in the hot spots yeah yeah i mean we've got to plan the afl have to plan if they'd be remiss in their duty not to plan for what happens if a large number of players test positive or, or have to go into quarantine and i think you know what happens if it's half of a club then you can't if you can't feel the side better than uh, better than I guess uh, forfeiting is to play a 
reduced version? I don't know. I don't know. I guess so, right? Or maybe you do forfeit the premiership points, but you still get to play a reduced version for, for the sake of the TV rights or something. Yeah, because that's they're balancing all these things, aren't they? The TV rights and there's the integrity of the competition. And I think, you know, yeah. we, we won't really know, will we, till the very end of whatever this season is. We just won't really know, like where that all stands, hey, like how it'll, at the end of the day, we'll be able to look at it and be like, gee, okay, here we go. He, he's who, he's which team really had a tough run. They had a they had better run. And and then I guess we'll make a judgment on that. But Yeah, and th- this is also why, you know, fuck Clarko's comments because sure, there'll be some low scoring or like hard fought games or contested games this year, but there'll also be some crackers. And this season as a whole, I think is just un- un- unmissable. It's just... There's so much drama. I don't know which way it's going to turn or what's going to happen or, or, or you know, who's going to get sick or, or I don't know. There's, which club's going to have to be where for which period of time. It's it's, it's pretty, uh, it's fascinating. And also really, just on the clock, I think one more time, like he was talking about all the tackles and, and there being a lack of holding the ball decisions. It just reeks of wanting more Hawthorne free kicks. I think... I mean, part, partly I'm a bit. Conf- I think that there is a bit of a problem with the holding the ball rule in that they give the player the oh knocked out in the tackle no prior kind of ruling a bit too often, um, whereas they could give incorrect disposal a bit more often. Um, but hey, I think to me it was just like, oh, you just you're just trying to you just, just lost trying to get in the umpire's oh, head. Yeah, and you and, and you just had a game where you should have won, and you've had a you're you're a sad winner. Well, they 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 did yeah, but they won exactly. They, yeah. yeah. And they should have lost though, yeah, right. But as in they yeah, were yeah, they were poor winners though. He was a poor they winner. They were. He sure was. <laughs> um, any other observations over the weekend? We got um the, the doggies kicked into gear. Um Pontempelli <clears throat> pretty much had to do it all himself. He took two unreal contested marks. Um, he was yeah, captain's forward marks, and back, didn't he? Might he? Yeah. Say. yeah, they he were. was e- everywhere when they needed him. He was awesome, man. That was some bont of old and yeah, he's he's a jet. Um they've got some real issues though, the doggies with um Norton now going down. <clears throat> Josh Bruce hasn't been anywhere near the the form in the form that they would have liked to have seen. Where's, doggies? Where's Josh Shackey? Um, when he, when asked tubes. about it, yeah, when asked about it during the week, Bevo said, "Yeah, he's still on the list." That was what he said. Jeez, that's pretty blunt, isn't it? Just on the list. Will he come yeah, in this week? Still on the list. Well, would that be a thing? Gee, Need some tolls. Uh, uh, well, they do, they do, and or maybe they'll give Josh Bruce a run at it and see what he does with with the opportunity. Yeah, uh, that feels like a big risk. But it does. Um, he's not normally that leading forward, um, but no. he he did hold our Saints forward line, him and Tim Membry, the last couple of years, and he still managed to kick 40, 50 goals a year. So yeah, he can and do got it. What, Bailey Dale is he that other kind of? Rangy he's like a mid tall. tall. Yeah, he's like a yeah. mid sized. Um, their talls were Shacky Norton Bruce. Um, yeah, and then it was Boyd, and I don't know. That's about it. I can't think of their tall stocks. No, you think you're right. They've got that. They've got that young kid who's touted to be the number one draft pick. Uh, oh, in there this year, of course. The general academy. That's right, yeah. academy pick, of course. Um, yeah. Well, gee, so well they needed that win as well. The doggies. Um, they did. Good, good win against the Swans. Yep. Don't really know where they're at. The Swans don't really care. Um, no. uh, yeah, Melbourne, Melbourne, Geelong, Geelong. Got the grind out in a, another horrible, another boring one. Yeah. yeah, didn't care too much. Um, no. There's a little kid named Matt Rao who I reckon's pretty good. Heard it Sorry, here first. Second. His okay. name's Matthew Rao. He's a new yeah. draft. Yeah, new draft. Matt Rao. His name Sorry, is Matthew Powell. Okay. No, it's actually Matt Rao. Sorry, okay. Matt Rao. He's pretty Matt. good. Sure, Matt Rao. I'll, well, I'll, look, I'll keep an eye out on him. But um, not too know. bad. Plays in the Gold Coast Suns. 
which it's uh, hard to notice first year players. First year players, though, even though even when they people say they're doing well, you barely notice them in the middle of the game. You don't really. Well, you have to watch for this guy, and he won't get mentioned much in the week. So remember the name, Matt Rao. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, Gold Coast are looking good. It's fun. Real good. It's really Real fun. Good. And yeah. Frio, you know, Frio still rebuilding and doing their thing. They've got some good young players. Hayden Young, hell yeah. That He's kid's looking great. That awesome. Uh, top knot. Yep. Love that. Oh, I can only mm-hmm. wish for hair like that, Emil. Um, <laughs> my goodness. But yeah, Gold Coast, let's see. Let's see how long. It doesn't seem like they're, they're, they're not showing any signs of slowing up at the moment. They're loving the hub life. Um, they've got a good young group and they're all playing for each other and they're excited. I think they can feel that change is afoot. So That's let's right. hope they keep going because it's pretty, it's pretty great to see. And, and then, is. of course, take a little look out for my hot tip, uh, Matt Rowell. Okay. <laughs> um, which brings me to our uh, another new segment, a segment you you flagged last week. But uh, this is Jack Watch, Jack Watch oh, uh, yeah. for round round four. Just been um, okay. So <clears throat> let's start from the start. Uh, Jack McRae, twenty two disposals, one goal. Jack Crisp, seventeen disposals, one goal. Jackson Hately, eight disposals. Jack Darling, four touches, one behind. Jack Redden, 12 touches. Jack Silvani, one disposal, one sore kidney. Jack Martin, 11 touches, one goal. Jack Nunes, 13 touches, one behind. Jack Bowes, 18 touches. Jack Lacocious, 16 touches, one goal. What a goal. Jack Kelly, 10 touches. Jack Henry, eight touches. Jack Stephen, 17. Jack Viney, 21 touches of the footy. Jack Gunston got 12 touches, kicked two behinds. Jack Marnie, eight touches. Jack Scrimshaw, 10, Jack Zebel, 7 disposals, Jack Billings, 25, Jack Higgins, 17 disposals, 1 goal, 1 behind, Jack Loney, 17 disposals, Jack Ross, 13 disposals, Jack Steele, 21 disposals, and Jack Revolt, too old for footy. <laughs> Couldn't have said it better myself, my friend. Old man Jack Rewald, you saved the oldest for last. Um, and he actually threatened yeah. to really uh, shove it down my throat, Jack Rewald. We had a few chances, but his old legs just couldn't hold up, <laughs> couldn't quite steady the ship. I think he might have kicked maybe one, one or one, two or something and didn't quite look. Uh, the I, didn't, I, didn't even, I didn't even look up his stats. I just left. Look. <laughs> just just to doesn't, even respect his el- doesn't even respect his elders. Didn't even get the stats for Jack Rewald. I appreciate that. <laughs> Um, yeah, gee, Jack uh, watches, they're popping off. The Jacks are uh, looking pretty dangerous. And yeah, I hope man, one day man. we do get a full team of O-Jacks and see, maybe, you know, we got Vic versus the All-Stars versus the Jacks. Oh, yeah. What would you, what would you call a team of Jacks? F- full house or... A, full, oh, there we go. There yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Some card-related joke. Yeah. Maybe a, maybe a public toilet because you know people call jacks the dunnies. Oh, there we go. Jacks. People call it, people call the cops the jacks as well, right? True. Yeah, that's true. We don't yeah. really. I'm sure they don't, don't really want to. Yeah, they don't want to affiliate themselves with anything. Yeah, they're playing a blue uniform. And, uh, <laughs> their, their theme song is the siren. <laughs> <laughs> we could go on police as well, but um, let's leave that one for another podcast. All right. That was okay. Thanks for bearing with that one. Uh, thanks for Jack listeners. Watch. That was the, that was the longest run up to a joke. I've ever had. Hey, um, we like a good run-up, um, Emil, and it was worth it for me. Thank you. Good. All right. Uh, the next round of footy, round five, starting tomorrow night at, mm, controversially, Marvel Stadium. Mm-hmm. That is controversial. Okay, so this is, I mean, this is this is just for the due. That's my think, thinking. They've been whinging about the due at MCG under lights for a while. Also, just want to say that last weekend, I'm, I'm actually not so bad with it moving to Marvel, although I does think I do think it benefits the Saints. Last weekend was our first win under lights at the G 
in 20 attempts. Oh. Since 2005 or something. It was what? like a really long time. So just haven't had... You just play Sunday Arvo, Saturday Day games. It's been that long since you've played yep. that many night games. And then the when you do, first, you haven't won. Yeah. Gee. First win in 20 attempts at the MCG. Not not, 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 not 2005. It must be earlier. Than, I mean, sure. later than it was that, a, but still. A while, a while. And of course, you've been off Broadway for a few years now, so you're not getting regular attempts to uh, atone. No, no, indeed. Well, and we won't again this week. No. Uh, because the game's at Marvel Stadium. I think the... the I mean, it's going to be better for the game of footy in terms of like clean possession, dry hands and, and, and you know, fast deck. Um, and for that reason, it's got to be the Saints for me. I really, really want the Blues to win and I hope they do. But uh, I just think... Ah, those ball users, they've changed the whole way that St Kilda are playing footy. And um, I don't know, this is a whole different side. I, don't know, I have no idea how we're going to match up against the Saints. So I'm going to go on, I'm going to go off exposed form and Saints have longer, have slightly better and longer exposed form this season. I'm going to agree with you on this one, Mealy. And it's it's pretty much purely because of the, um, for me, it is really because of the location change. I think if it was sure. at the G, I would have been more inclined to tip the Blues. Um, and because me too. Uh, here, we, we uh, play really well here. We play great at Docklands. Like, yeah. Um, a slippery ball, less skillful game certainly suits the Blues. <laughs> yeah, probably. Grind it out. And, yeah. and and it's probably going to be better for the spectacle, as you said, as well. I think um, I think it'll be a good game. And we actually have pretty good games against each other at our clubs True. over the last few years. There's a nice little rivalry going, um, mostly due in part to that Jake Carlisle's a dumb scumbag and mouths off. But um, no, I think we're going to go all right, hopefully. Uh, let's uh, let's see if we can keep our good form going for two weeks, which we haven't really been able to do this season. So if that's anything to go by, we might have a drop-off in um, in our pressure or in our uh, attempts to, to do what we want to do. But yeah, I think, the Saints, I think the Saints have a good chance. But mainly I reckon this will be a high-scoring affair. I reckon, we'll, I reckon both teams will hit over 60 60 points in this one. Um, also back for the Blues is likely to be uh, Zach Fisher and Harry Mackay. And I think Saints are likely to welcome back Jaron Geary. Um, right. Anyone else? Yeah, well, I, I think it'll probably just be Geary. I reckon Zach Jones, apparently he's 30-70 to get up for the game tomorrow because of the short turnaround. So he might be wow. out, which is a good, that's a big out. Mass, that, that's actually really big it's for us. It's quite I a think. big out. It is, yeah, isn't it? Okay. So that's another one that, you know... Mm. But uh, good ins for you. Zach Fisher brings something great to your club. I really like him. Um, rate him on the wing there. So good to see him back if he comes in this week. But yeah, let's hope for a good game, Mealy. But for, uh, I welcome Thursday night football for our clubs. And Jaron Geary is probably, do you reckon he's likely to line up on uh, Sam Doherty? Yes. Because, uh, yeah, okay. Yep. Because Yeah, he'll play that... Uh, Negating, yeah, the forward. JJ, yes, because he played that oh, on okay. JJ. That's, that's right, and he did well, and then we missed him for the last two weeks. So he'll probably come back and play that role on Doherty because yeah. Doherty, much like Matt, well, Matt Rowe, is a good player and a good recruit. Do- Doherty got 32 touches at 91% uh, last week, which I'm pretty sure I've been over his stats. I reckon that's his best game in about two years. <laughs> yeah, which is quite a feat for uh, a man who's played maybe what. Three games, two games in the last two years. Hmm. Yeah, mm, yeah. He's he's um he's good. He's in. He's got. He's leading the AFL meters gained by a long stretch. And and, and also thirty two touches and ninety one uh disposal. Uh, sorry, efficiency is incredible in the shortened quarters as well. Because that's probably a, that's a forty touch game. Um, yeah. At uh, you know, 
96%, let's say. Boost it up, mate. Sure. Let's extrapolate. Let's do it. Yeah. Anyway, Saints, uh, Saints for me. Saints for Saints us both. Saints for us both. Um, Good, two good Saints fans. July the 3rd, Friday night, it's Collingwood taking on Essendon at the MCG under the slippery old lights. Um, okay, this is this is, uh, is both teams going to try and bounce back from, from last week. Um, I went first on the Saints. What do you reckon about this game, Bart? Gee, it's um, it's a uh, <clears throat> a game. Oh, hang on. Sorry, I'm, I was looking at the wrong game. This is Collingwood uh, Essendon. Sorry, my friend. I had a yeah. Skype moment. What our first Skype moment for the day. Um, yeah, could I, be first f- first for the season. Even it could be. We've had a a, a bless a blessed start, uh, <laughs> which is rare for us and for Australia's internet. Um, sorry. Yes, it's a uh, mm, the pies. The pies. I think Collingwood will win because I think Collingwood are a better side at the moment. And uh, not that the Dons aren't. The Dons, are go- the Dons are going all right. They're just missing a few key players and not everyone's in great form at Essendon yet, I don't think. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what it really is. Um, but Collingwood will look to respond after their loss and so will the Dons. I reckon it'll be a good game, but I think I think um, uh, Collingwood are just a tier above. Yeah, I, I, and I think that yeah, Jeremy Howe being out is big. Uh, for the rest of the season, it's big. But um, really, uh, against Essendon, it, it's not going to hurt them as much as it will against some other teams, I think. Yeah, that's right. And are you also a pies man with me? Hot pies for me too. Yum. Yum. Uh, Saturday, Saturday afternoon, 1.45, um, up on the coast, the Gold Coast, the only coast. It's the... Uh, Weagles taking on the Swans in what used to be a relevant rivalry. Used to be a great rivalry. A good uh, 15 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, it lasted longer than that, of course. Those two two big years. Um, yeah, gee, man, it's I I, I want to tip West Coast, and I and I think I'm I'm gonna tip West Coast, which is wild finally finally responding but it'll be the last week that I uh, I didn't tip him last week but it'll be the last week that I will tip based on form that seems distant now you know sure Um, but maybe the good news of them coming home and getting to have 60 million fans and watch and have their great lives in WA maybe that news is enough to to dry up those salty tears pad the pad your cheeks with your 100 dollar bills and uh, and get a win against sydney so i'm going to tip them but couldn't care less All right. <laughs> we are we are <laughs> Yeah, we are in unlock step for this one, Bart. Unlock step. Uh, I'm going to tip the Swans because I think that I think that I, I think that the Weagles' form won't last forever, um, but it's going to last one more week. And the reason that I think that is because I think it's going to it's going to take a team letting the Eagles work their way into some form uh, to get the win over them. And I think. The Swans, coached by Longmuir, Longmire, I mean, are not going to be that team. They're reliable. They're solid. They're not that great, but um, they're they're not going to let you back in. I don't think um, if you're out of form. Yeah, and they'll take they'll take much joy in knocking off the Eagles, and and they'll take much joy playing a home game, like an Eagles home game up on the Gold Coast, to like in Perth, spiritual home of the West Coast Eagles. Uh, Cardinia Park, 4.35 on a crisp Saturday. Uh, Geelong taking on the Suns in the Gablet Cup. Mm, interesting. Really interesting game. Oh. It's a really hard game to call, isn't it? It's 
it's it's just a tough one. It's a bit of a coin toss. Who the fuck knows how Gold Coast will play down at uh, GMHBA? Um, yeah, I'm, I wonder when the last time the Cats lost two in the trot at home in Geelong it was. Would be a long time. They're a ninety-something percent win rate at home, and I'm a man of numbers, Emil, and I'm going <laughs> to tip Geelong to get it done down there. But I don't know if I mentioned it earlier, but there's this young kid up on the Gold Coast. His name's oh, really? um, Noah name's Anderson. Yeah, Noah okay, cool. Rao. We'll <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be an interesting game, but I reckon the, the Cats, they won't like to lose again down there to another young side. So Cats for me. Yep. I think that, fuck, I really want to tip the Suns. God, I want to I tip want them to I want win that, too. I want that fairy tale yeah. to keep going. But I hope so. Hey, this, the season's a long time and um, you know what's going to be an interesting narrative for the young Suns players to respond to? Uh, that, oh, yeah, this is just the traditional four-game gold Fast start at yeah. the start. They'll, 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 they'll come back to the pack and, in fact, back down at the bottom of the ladder later on. I think they're going to hear those narratives through the week and they're going to need to respond because they're going to lose to the Cats down at home. Nice one. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe <laughs> not. <laughs> All right. Uh, at at uh, 7.40 at under, under the Dome, it's the Dogs and North. Um, dogs for me? Yep. Yeah, dogs for me too, man. North, uh, maybe it's a coaching thing. You know, when they they really took the game on in those last great few minutes that you watched on the of the North Hawthorne game, if Reese lets them have a run and go for it and play on instinct and be exciting, then great things happen at North Melbourne and they look really awesome. But when they play that dire style that they played last week, um, yeah. it was horrible. Um, I think the dogs are a classier side. They've got a better list. And I think they got their season going last week, so I assume they would do it again. But Ben Cunnington's a big out for the Ruse. He, they are nothing like the side. Uh, yeah, is he, is he back playing. in this week? He was laid know. out last week, so he was meant to yeah. be in um, last week and then wasn't, which could have Ooh. been the difference. Um, yeah, absolutely. If it's that close. Um, but yeah, I assume he would be back in this week because he was meant to play last week. So another week you'd think, unless something uh, has happened. But yeah, dogs for me as well, my friend Emil. Yeah, I can I can see North responding and and actually pumping the dogs, but yeah, I'm still gonna back the dogs. Sorry, I just just needed to put it in each way a bit there. Absolutely, man. Absolutely, I feel you. Uh, at the same time, up on uh, up in Brisbane, Brisbane town, it's the Lions and Port in what is absolutely on paper the game of the round. Easily the game of the round. I hope it is in... Well, you know, no, I don't. What am I saying? I hope our game's the game of the round. But um, it, it will be a cracker, this game. And I think that the Brisbane Lions, I think, are going are gonna, to are gonna show that oh, yeah. the cream is going to rise all the way to the top. Uh, the Lions going to get the cream. The cat will get the cream. The big cat. Ooh, uh, there we go. Mm, I think the Lions will win. They're up there. They can, they can have a bit of home ground advantage. There is some fans allowed up there. It was great to hear yep. them on the weekend, to actually hear people calling out ball and hooping and hollering. And you could, hear, you could hear a bit of the action, and it felt great. It was awesome to watch. So I am going to be watching this one very closely and excitedly. And I think Brisbane will get the job done and deliver Port Adelaide their first loss of the season. The loss they needed to have? Per, per chance, my friend. Per, per chance. chance. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to pick. Um, both teams are flying. Brisbane have... God, they're an exciting team, aren't they? Yeah, man. Got, every line. Got, yeah. Every line. Every line wins a prize. <laughs> yeah, yep. 
All right. Um, I think I was gonna back port, but I I think you've got me. You there. like that? I'm gonna. Yeah, you've 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 sold me. I'm going for the I'm going for the big cats. Hell yeah! Cream. Hell yeah, baby! Let's get it. Hometown advantage. Uh Sunday, one oh five, one oh five. Love PM. that time slot. Just cause. Um. Yeah. It's. Uh, do we want to just skip this game? I think it's, we should. Adelaide and Freo. I think that's skip it. I think that's why it's put on at one oh five because you can sure. still be just getting your day together on a Sunday, just kind of doing Sunday things, the Sabbath day, keep it holy, you know, doing. Your Is gardening. there footy on? Well, not really. Oh, not no. till three thirty five. Actually, Melbourne, <laughs> Richmond. <laughs> Um, yeah, actually, is that even the case? I don't even know which. This is a switcheroo. Oh, yeah, it is Melbourne. No, you were spot it? on. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Um, yeah, mate, I think um, Frio will win because Frio are not Adelaide. Bingo. <laughs> How, how's that logic? I could not agree more. Good. <laughs> Frio aren't very good, but Adelaide, very not good. Yeah, incredibly not good. Bad, bad, not good. Bad, bad, not good. I, Excellent, bad, not good. I like Frio too. I actually, I like, I don't mind a lot of their players and their team. So I, I like them a lot more than Adelaide. And I think they can get it together. They've been close. They've been in games. Like they've only sure. just lost to a handful of the, the sides they played. And Adelaide's been nothing near it. So Frio should win kind of okay. Even, wi- even without Even five. without their starting midfield? Yeah, because they're looking pretty slim. Um, yes. Yes. Okay, good. Like it. Oh, yep. I oh, just, yep. Oh, all right. <laughs> um, it's the Ds. It's the Red Legs, the Fuchsias, the Fuchsias. And, uh, and the Tigers at 3.35 at the G. Um, ooh. I'm back in the, I'm back in the Ds. Yo, man, yeah. Gosh. Will, is, is it the game? Is it the game that Richmond come back? I think I'm going to go with my logic like I did for West Coast, the um the big top tier, salty tier sides. I'm giving mm. them one more week and I'm going to give Richmond this one more week. Are you the same Richmond or is or is it back to the Richmond of old? Um, yeah. The tiger of old. <laughs> Those old tigers. Um, yeah, I'm going to give old man Rewalt and his tigers one more chance. But uh, let's see. Tigers for me, Mealy. The truth will be in the tale, but... Uh, 6 10 p.m. at Giant Stadium. <laughs> it's it's the Salty Cup. Well, it's the Giants taking on. <laughs> it's the, the state of the game. <laughs> yeah, it's right. Uh, it's it's probably the team that the team that's capable of the most exciting brand of footy versus the team that is like is is one of the reasons why we're playing shitty brands of footy. Mm, the Dower Cup. The uh, yeah mm. the. Um, Mm, what kind of, yeah, uh, it's, 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 of course, this is GWS versus the Hawks um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at the Giants Stadium, as you said. I, I think that um, Giants, I hope the Giants win. I think they, you know, they, they warmed up last week. Hawthorne looked just, we've mentioned workman. it. Workman. <clears throat> very workmanlike, yeah. very defensive. And ho- let's, let's see what Clarko does this week. Maybe he takes the shackles off and we get a great game of football. I would love nothing more than for us to close out the round with a great game of football. Um, yeah. but, but we'll see. I think the Giants will win. I hope they win. And my friend, in some exciting news, Ooh. a little old fella named the Ambassador has... Uh, Hello. He, uh, right? He, he has. Still Mr. Ambassador. Limbs himself. He has palmed off your boy, Bart Welch, a little, uh, a little plus one to the footy on a Sunday. Oh. And I'll be watching my first game of football live from Giant Stadium oh. in the comfort of the box, the corporate box. So You have buried the lead on this, my friend. I this sure is, have. This is big news. Right on the hour mark of us recording, you've made it this far. You've <laughs> learned the juicy information that I am going to the footy for the first time all oh. year. 
Hell yeah, Barty. That's exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm jealous. I'm very jealous of you and very, very excited that you get to spend the lovely afternoon with good friend. Absolutely. Uh, the ambassador. I know. He's really treated me to a special mm-hmm. one here. So, uh, yeah, genuinely super amped to go and watch the game. It's going to be awesome. Oh, absolutely. Um, regardless of the dour nature that it might be. Um, mm, Giants. Well, well that's, enough, that's, enough, that's, that's that weekend of footy. It's uh, Giants for me as giants? well. Giants, yeah. Good, good, um, good. Yeah, absolutely. Giant, double, double Giants. I'm on that train. Um, yeah, that's that's the weekend of footy ahead. Uh, that's what we think is going to happen. Um, no history this week. Instead, I'm going to give you an assignment if you feel like it. Um, there's a Titus O'Reilly piece uh, that he wrote for his predictions for last round, which is he, he calls the Monday – sorry um, – he calls them a completely unhelpful guide to round four. Uh, and uh, it, normally he does like a little satire of, you know, why both teams really suck or why, you know, one team sucks, which which way he thinks it's going to go. But this time, this week, he didn't do that at all. He just, all right, I'll, I'll just read you the opening. So bit he does it, it, might, it might set the tone. So he Sorry. does it on a Monday after the weekend of football and he does just like, is that the day? Does it? Say? He also does. Uh, he does two a week. He does one on the Monday, like a reaction to the round. And then he does one on like a Wednesday or Thursday, which is his predictions for the round ahead. And this is his predictions for the round that's just been. Um, but I, I, I say to read it because I think it's really, really worth um, worth a read. And I just want to direct uh, any listeners we have there um, because I think it's it's going to be worth it. So just just to give you a little taste. <clears throat> Just a word of warning, I wrote this column while in a bad mood. Have you, re- have you ever written this in a good mood, I hear you ask? Well, no, but I'm in a really bad mood at the moment. What with this whole COVID thing spinning out of control in Victoria again? While I, like the majority of people, locked myself in my house and saw no one, granted not a big change, others ran around the world, uh, ran around doing the wrong thing, and the government seemed surprised by this. Wouldn't you expect people to do the wrong thing? Wasn't that the point of the enforcement? Um so you get it, it's definitely not a footy like dive, uh, but it is fascinating, funny, and he goes he, he goes in this really long um, tangent about the way the media is going to be changed by COVID, which I think is is worth reading and thinking about because, well, I mean, to TLD, TLDR and all, um, basically his contention is that it's going to centralize it further within Victoria and that's a really bad thing for the state of the game as a whole in, in terms of a national competition and a, and a game and the game of Aussie rules so please please if you get the time give it a read and um, and, and see what you think and I, t- I thought it was brilliant that's awesome and, and Titus O'Reilly does stuff he does uh, is it just on his uh, website or does he, does he write for he just writes for himself right he doesn't work for any particular um, outlet I've seen him do columns before for outlets but it's just on his website titusoreilly.com so nice oh and another one for you while we're on um, uh, some little shout outs to some some other football related peeps I had a great feature um, a couple of nights ago with friend of the pod uh, Kristen Barron from the Ruck Rover podcast which is always a pleasure G'day, Christian. Sorry to bag your, your dockers out just then. We yeah. actually love your dockers. Hey, I actually wasn't too bad. I, I did say I enjoyed those dockers. I, I said I was sorry. I said I was, but you know, he gave the blues a fair swipe in that episode. He so, did. He's not know. a big blues yeah. man. So we got to, I might have to get you to, when, when we eventually have some guests on the pod, which we need to do. We're going to do it sometime soon for all our listeners out there. Um, we've got a big back catalog and so many emails of so many Knocking guests. Knocking down the door. There's actually just too many at the moment and it's, it's just COVID related stuff. We can't get them in anyway. It's, eventually, it's the classic. It's the classic seven to twelve log head log jam. It's just how do we how do we pick? You know, we don't know who's good. 
ah, who's good? Who do we get on? Who's good? But when we eventually well, get uh, Christian on the pod... We know that Christian's good. We know he's good. He's good. But I'll have to sit in between you two feisty Dockers and Blues fans, fierce rivals for generations. Yeah. <laughs> for like one generation of the Dockers history. Um, uh, anyway, it was a good time. And um, uh, yeah, you can catch his pod, The Ruck Rover, on all, you know, all the places where you find podcasts. Look it up. Yeah, Google it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a damn good show. Do get around it if you haven't already. The Ruck Rover. Um, aside from that, that's us for the week. Have a lovely weekend. Hope your team wins, um, unless you barrack for the Saints. <clears throat> up those Saints. Let's go for the draw.